If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with Midi Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at Midi understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And Midi can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. Midi clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Did you make contact with Ellie? Were you taken to another planet, to a mothership? How they communicate with can you tell me what they look like? Can you tell me how many of them there were? Were you, were you given food? But the teachers are alive. They're not books. They are the very living essences of nature itself. What a strange person. Unbelievably powerful supercomputer that's running our reality, and we don't have a clue yep. as to how to operate it. So when maybe you or somebody else creates an AGI system and you get to ask her one question, what would that question be? What's outside the simulation? Say in your mind, say to yourself, I am more than my physical body because I am more than physical matter. I can perceive that which is greater than the physical world.
All broadcasting from New York, upstate, near the Great Lakes, it's Lighting the Void. I'm your host, Joe Roop, and we're live on KTLK Digital Broadcasting for this Wednesday night, almost at Thursday, Wednesday night, September the 23rd, 2020. And uh, Jared Murphy's back here with us. We're going to be into deep discussion again. I want to thank Jerome Headley for coming on last night all the way from Barbados. Pretty cool guy. Pretty interesting stuff. Cleaning out chakras last night, huh? Uh, I I think it's kind of wild, though, that uh, we've got cities going on right now that uh, are declared pure anarchy, um, according to reports of uh, Portland, Seattle, New York. I'm pretty close to one. Do you, doesn't it feel like that we're living in some kind of weird video game sometimes? You know, it started with Trump winning the presidency, which to me is no different than Hillary, but it's just wild that that, that happened. And then we got COVID, and now we've got cities that are actually declared anarchist. Anarchist, I guess, locations or pure anarchy or whatever. And wildfires and paranormal activity that's what i want to tell you about for real you know i remember talking a while back when we were doing the show not too long ago we were talking about how during this time that the veil would thin that people's lives would change not the kind of change that you can avoid but change that you just have to go through and the veils would thin the paranormal activity would pick up a lot of letting go lots of stuff going on right now and i can tell you that I was just sitting here on, uh, was talking to Ryan. We were talking about researching shows and doing stuff. And I looked down and the pen that was on top of my laptop here at the desk just rolled to the left, rolled to the left and kicked the lighter off the laptop. And there's no reason for it to roll because it's got one of those pocket clips on it. Right. You know, so it can't roll without it being pushed. And it pushed the lighter off the desk. Then Ryan Gable has this Ouija board on the wall come off the wall. And I remember the other night I had a broom that ended up in the middle of my living room. And then not too long ago, you guys know I saw a ghost. Now, I'm not telling you that any crazy stuff's happening. What I'm telling you is, is what I'm experiencing. And the night before last, I actually uh, had an out-of-body experience, like the, the real kind that I haven't had in such a very long time. I can tell you, at least in my world, that things are pretty wild and the veil is thinning, for sure. So maybe we can talk about that tonight with our guest, Jared. And uh, if it's the first time you've ever heard of him, he's here with us tonight. And uh, he is the author of the book, It's Not Aliens, Worse, It's Us, Discovering Our Lost History. You can also find his YouTube channel just by typing in Not Aliens on YouTube. And you can check that out as well. Real quick, too, I want to say that the apps are out on the Google Play Store. The new Fringe FM apps are out. Uh, there's probably a few bugs. There's uh, a shout-out option where you can leave recordings for shout-outs that we can play on the air. There's a, It comes with a fancy alarm clock, a news feed, uh, an on-demand podcast section that we're just now starting to load podcasts in, just in case for some reason you don't want to listen to the live stream. And, um, yeah, it's a little bit more fancier than the one we had before. And the background picture that I uploaded to the developers did not get uploaded either. So we're working out the bug. So if you use the new app and you find a feature on there that doesn't work, let me know. 
just email us at producer. Actually, email us at info at the fringe.fm. Other than that, I think the Alexa skill should be out too. So you have to install the new Alexa skill again. And then we're still working with our affiliates. So we're still working with people like Radio Garden, uh, trying to get back on there, radio.com, all of these places. You can also listen to the station stream on the website with the pop-out players too. Talk Stream Live and the Paranormal Radio app. Remember when I tell you this, Talk Stream Live, the Paranormal Radio app, those two places will always have the most updated feed. It's the one place you can go to or want the one app you can go to besides the Fringe FM app that will always have the right feed on there. Always. Because we work really closely with them. All right. And let me think here. Do I have any other announcements? Oh, the Fringe Fest is a coming, right? We are updating that website too. You might as well just jump in while we're updating everything, but thefringefest.com, that's the website where you can sign up for the event. And we're going to have spots where you can join the event. It's going to be a uh, an online video event with presenters and speakers, but then we're also going to have breakout rooms and stuff too. So it's going to be pretty cool. Lots of crazy stuff going on, on the Fringe FM. We're updating our software and playout systems, and I'm doing all this at once. So think about that when you're asking for those archives, okay? And the patrons, I got to tell you, are going to get their stuff first before the archives come out. That's just the way it is because we love our patrons and we love our supporters. And I even got new people with shirts wearing uh, some Voidwalker gear I need to put up. But it still kind of pisses me off, this COVID thing, because when you order something, depending on if it's out of stock or not, I've got to wait a month, sometimes a month and a half or two months for the people to get their order. So we're trying to work on changing that too. So even people in the media and radio have to deal with this COVID thing. I also want to thank Pat, a.k.a. the Elf, for my new candle holder, which is rad. I'll have to send you guys a picture of that as well. So I got a hat rack. Actually, it's a candle rack and a candle holder that has the LTV sigil burned into the wood. It is pretty damn cool. Thank you for that. I appreciate that, Pat. You're the man. And we got other stuff going on behind the scenes. We always got something cool coming out. Something new, something cool. You'll see. Always coming down the line. All right, so let's get on with this discussion tonight. Uh, like I said, Jared is here with us, and this would be, I think, our third discussion that we've had with him, and he's a self-experimenter and field researcher of ancient technologies and lost history. And Jared has traveled the world searching for evidence of advanced ancestors and high technology. He's also, um, I guess I would say, a regular on here, too, like... I'm hoping Anthony Tyler will be a regular, too. He's going to be here tomorrow night as well. And, um, yeah, man, it's good to have you back on the show. Thanks for coming back on. Oh, yeah, thanks for having me, and thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks for listening. Good night, right? But yeah, no, thank you. I'm here all week. Yeah, right. But, no, like, uh, what have you been up to, man? I know you do interviews and stuff. Last time I was talking to you, interviewed Cremo. Well, what's been going on with yeah, you here lately? Yeah, you know, I was just on Conflict Radio on a follow-up. We um, That's where I interviewed Cremo, but we were just, I, I was just on Conflict. I'm, I've been doing a lot of regular shows, so I think uh, tomorrow, actually, I'm on the Higher Side Chats. That's nice. new for me, but yeah, then I am, uh, I'm on quite a bit on Night Dreams Talk Radio. That'll, that'll be like, uh, I think, 
you know, especially since your show started, like you said, I think this is our third or fourth time now. Yeah, I, I, it's crazy. It's always it, ramped up. I got be honest. It was my show that got you kicked off, wasn't it? It was. It, wasn't it, it? it was. This was. This was. You know what's ironic is I'm I'm in Africa. It's January, and I'm I'm there for a month doing research. I'm where all the stone circles are. I visited uh, Michael Tellinger's uh, stone circle camp, and I uh-huh. I went and, and looked at. I was there, and my publisher and I were wrapping up. Uh, that's uh, Paranoia Press and Anomalies Publishing, and we're wrapping everything up. And I remember I'm like, "Hey, are we ready to go? I'm ready to get. I'm ready for the book release." And it's so funny. I'm. I, I, it's also a big climbing region and I'm a climber and I was doing some climbing and, and then it's the funniest thing. I was exhausted. It was a late night after seven, eight eight months of work. I get a text at midnight that says, Oh, your book is live on Amazon. (laughs) That was was how I found out. And then two weeks later to your point about what, who was I on first? And you, you were absolutely one of the first shows, but the, the funniest thing happened was I get another text from my publisher and he says, Hey, uh, uh, Lisa and you know, a coast to coast would like to have you on. So my very first, uh, scheduled interview was coast to coast AM. Oh, and and that's how, that's how I kicked it off. Actually. That's, isn't that funny? Yeah. Well, usually that's what it'll do. Like I've had people come on here and the next thing you know, they end up on coast to coast or they have five or six other people ask them. And then, but I mean, if you get on coast, I mean, pretty much most people are going to ask you and your book sales are going to go up. It doesn't really matter. You know what's interesting, though? It's your shows. I'm not saying this because it's your show, but the reality is that what I found was that Coast to Coast is so big and it's it's awesome. I mean, yeah, I would be happy to be on there, but it's shows like this where you have listeners that are really interested into the deep dive because you can touch on a lot of it with Coast to Coast, but it's such a big show and they have a lot to cover. So you can only go so down, so far down the, a rabbit hole. You know, if we, if we're going to go from a paranormal end, cause one of the things about my book is we get into synesthesia or, or the ability or to sense your senses are, uh, you know, it's not just about giant megalithic rocks. It's also about the mind piece and it's about our connection to the earth and how does it all really come together? And that's a big topic because we could spend a whole segment talking about, you know, cymatic polygonal blocks. And then we could spend a whole bunch of time talking about why is it that we can sense other people or other places and how do why are we connected to the earth? And that's all part of that ancient high technology. And when you're on a show like this, you know, we can talk about it for two hours. Yeah, that would, uh, well, that see, well, what do you think about what I was saying about the veil thinning? Do you catch any of that at all here lately? Um, I think that it, I think all along something that I know that there's some people just look at the society in general as the half full. And I think there is something happening with people's abilities, like again, conscious control of your immune system through not just meditation about thinking about life on a cloud, but practical, like real earth and higher conscious connections are happening again with people like Wim Hof. I got to, I got to study with him the first time he was in America and I practiced that. I know we talked about that the very first night and there's a connection between the cold and our ability to 
warm ourselves and be comfortable, not only when it's cold, but now Wim proved it. You can do it in the heat. You don't. He's warned people not to try it, but he's been able to consciously control his temperature and his inflammatory response. And it's been repeated with people. And I think these abilities like Wim and Steve Severinsen have pointed out that it's something that we forgot we could do. It's not something that's new. It's something ancient. It's not something that we did for survival. It's not because all of us, this is something that people need to think about is that 50,000 years ago or 100,000 years ago, or, you know, we could talk about recent post, uh, you know, everybody's calling it the younger Dryas now. It's not abilities because we were all standard academic model. We were all in loincloths and we were all banging clubs and rocks and 50,000 years ago, nobody was anywhere, but that's not true. Just right now, there's simultaneously, there's cultures that live amongst the forest very simply. It's not that they're, they don't know complex medical remedies. It's not that they have a rich oral or traditional. It's not what I'm saying. It's just that simultaneously we're on a bunch of technology. Everybody listening probably has a smartphone. You know, we're living in a different environment. Meanwhile, there's 150 tribes, and that's what my research showed. 100,000 years ago, maybe even a million years ago, like Michael Cremo's book, that seminal work, Forbidden Archaeology, this is uh, clear indicators, scientific, paleoanthropological evidence of humans being on this planet for millions of years. And what would they achieve in that time? Well, it wouldn't just be technology. It would be genetic technology. It would be genetic. It'd be stored in our genetic memory. And we seem to be waking up. We seem to be rediscovering abilities that over the last few thousand years, even though we have some great traditions and some great, um, things to reveal to ourselves about our, that's recent culture. We don't know everything about Sumer, the Sumerians. We don't know everything about Egyptians. We don't know everything about Mesoamericans or the Harapin in India. We don't know everything about everyone in the last 5,000 years or 3,000 years. But the reality is we have these things happening, these quickenings where we can sense either things directly around us, near us, uh, between each other, things that get labeled like right now it's like synesthesia is an ability where you can sense uh, there's many different formats you can see someone and actually sense what they're touching or tasting or numbers uh numerical spacing in your brain or when you say a word or smell something it could mean the opposite it could be a color or a number and these are just they they chalk it up to even Aristotle, the Greeks, the all of modern psychology that started in the last, you know, hundred something years, Carl Jung, everybody studied this and thought, oh, you know, well, we think about 20, 25% of humanity has these abilities, but I think they're dormant abilities. So when we have these senses that lately everyone, I think really common sense people are having experiences when you talk about what's going on, where there's this like numbed. 10% awake, you know, it's like we use 10, 15% of our brain. Well, is it that we're maybe in safe mode? Like when a computer screws up and you load up and half your software is blown up or your new app for the fringe radio isn't quite working, you know, is it in safe mode? And doesn't that better describe where we're at? Because if we only adapt through, so say the theory of evolution is true. We only adapt through a force change. And we keep saying, oh, well, we're only 10 to 14% conscious, but we have these huge complex brains that we, according to neurologists, only have a tip of our finger understanding of. Yet 
if we only get things through a forced adaptation, is there a time then that we would have been forced to have 100% capacity? And what does that look like? Is it? It's not just that we could think and be smart and solve puzzles. It's that we connected with the earth, literally the magnetic, the electric currents that we designed and we reached a society and culture where now that we're in safe mode, we are accidentally kind of jumping the wires where we're having visions and we're having this rediscovery of abilities like, oh, wow, I can control my inflammatory response in minutes just by breathing. I can do it through a cold therapy. I can do it without drugs. I can do it with my mind. And it's not just my mind. It's my body. My body on what is supposed to be an unconscious level is responding to my conscious will. And then I'm connecting with other people. And it's been, I think it's just, it's not just you or me or anyone. It's, it's the whole planet seems to be simultaneously, like there seems to be a pull, like you said, with all the politics and, and some of these things that are going on. It seems that, I guess I'm speculating on the fact that we're, simultaneously waking up and there's a massive resistance to it. It's hard not to talk about the matrix right now, right? Well, that's what it feels like, man. I mean, um, look, there, there's a, there's a thing going on of uh, some kind of, so we're all connecting intellectually for sure, right? Like we're doing that. We're, we're all connecting intellectually. You're trying to figure out what's going on. But it really feels like we're in the edge of some type of weird Fallout game going on. I don't know if anybody, if I don't know if you've ever played that game Fallout, but it kind of it's starting to feel like. I mean, what's next? You know, are we? Are, is it going to be nuclear war? Is it going to be? I'm not saying that that's what's going to happen. I'm not gonna, trying to get conspiratorial, but damn it, man! Like it feels like we're in a comic book. Think about it. Uh, it feels like a sci-fi movie, a really bad sci-fi movie, because I, I mean. It usually takes an episode of Star Trek or something where you go to a slightly distant culture where they go visit anthropologically and the society quite isn't as advanced or like that episode where Captain Kirk ends up on a planet where they can't quite understand that they're they made a religion out of the U.S. Constitution. I love that. And here we are with and not not to get too far into it, but I'm a historical, you know, I spent a good part of my career as a historical remodeler. And so part of doing that, I I had to do lead abatement. And so if you are going to come to my, if you're going to come to a job site and you were going to be in an old 120, 140 year old home and we're doing lead abatement, I have to wear masks and things that protect you from 0.1, 0.2 micron. Uh, I have to make sure that everyone on my job site, including myself, are wearing things that protect them from dying that day. Not, not, you know, having a blood level poison level of, of that's shutting down organs and or if they even get discovered to have lead poisoning, they're going to go through a treatment that, according to the EPA and OSHA, are well aware may kill two and a half to five percent of the people who get the treatment. So I'm very hyper aware of what it takes to walk around and wear things that protect you. And it's hyper bizarre to me to watch very smart people. I thought were very smart people. They're almost the worst walking around. And it, it might as well be the medieval times right now. We, we, we have lost all sense of science. We've lost all sense. We have reverted into this warlock, semi-time machine. I, 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 
I'm over, I don't know what to do with it because there is no common sense to it. And it's like, how could this, how could this happen? It, you know, you get up and you walk around and you're like, it, you have to defy all reason, you know, believe in rabbit feet and to be doing the way that people are behaving, uh, right now. <laughs> believe in and, rabbit feet. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, it, it really, God, I had one as a kid. I wanted one so bad. I wanted a rabbit rabbit's foot. foot. Yeah. Oh yeah. I just, I couldn't wait, you know, just had to have the keychain with the, you know, that does that date me? No, no, no. I mean, I, I had one. I had one. I had that and a shark's tooth. Rabbit's foot and a oh. shark's tooth. For sure. Ah, oh, that would have been awesome. But yeah, this whole um, state of things where you're looking, it's like, hey, do, you know, because I, you know, half my family came from farm country. The other half is from the city. You know, so I have a, I have a perspective that swings both directions. And as far as like very practical and then some pretty interesting, not, uh, commonsensical views or, you know, you look at some of this stuff going on and you're like, okay, um, well, the toilet paper ran out. What, what are we doing? What's why, what are you thinking is happening that of all the things you need? And I get the psychology behind a lot of what's been going on and I understand people taking a sense of control, but, um, the, it is worrisome to be more aware of what makes you conscious. It's not just an intellectual, like you said, it is part of it is intellectual and political and like what's going on on a day to day practical case of I just have to go to the groceries and handle my life day to day. What about these higher functionings? What about not meditation to take away your worries and concerns? What about meditation that really does connect you to the earth, your higher self and consciousness in a way that's very grounding? And what does that look like to experiment with and what does that feel like on a day-to-day -day basis? And it's not just the political and news and the and the activities of, you know, we could digress into the gray state and et cetera, et cetera. But what what else is going on? And I do think that there is, and I'm not trying to be half full on this, I just feel that the momentum behind the last, like, contact in the desert, um, conscious life, and all the different events that, not just in America, but what's I think happening internationally is there's this awakening and movement and this desire, what used to be called fringe. Got that in there one more time. But, <laughs> yeah. Uh -huh. But nice. the idea, like yeah, you're welcome. And here we are with more and more tens and tens of thousands of people, like everyone listening, all the other shows that we're just talking about and more. And the idea that there is a tremendous amount of our past that is left not just for us to remember but it's a it's part of what again it's not a machine it's not just external it's genetic it's the paracas people having elongated skulls and being born that way it's oh which brings us to a new topic i was just on conflict talking about little people and that came up because i'm continuing research and I'm working on my next book. And part of it is to tie. It's such a big subject. I mentioned elf castles. And the question was like, well, what, what are elf castles? And I'm like, well, there's these ruins. They're in Turkey. They're in Malta. They're in Sardinia. They're in. Um, they're all over the earth. There's these ruins that appear to either somebody built a lot of megalithic playgrounds out of solid rock that are cut for really like just kids. Or somebody at some point 
over a period of time, whether you're talking all the different legends of different kinds of little people around the world, there, there was a large population that were smaller in stature and did a little research and found that in Tennessee and Kentucky in the 1820s, there were about, they're, they're called the moon-eyed people was one term or by the Cherokee and the other term was just little people. And there's an oral tradition within the Cherokee and they talked about it because in the 1820s, you can pick up newspapers that picked up the story nationally. There were actually three and a half foot tall, fully grown adults. These were not children. It tried to get debunked by the Smithsonian later. Uh, not throwing out the conspiracies yet, but that's where that goes. And what they did was kept finding these graves on these farms and or in these areas between Tennessee and Kentucky and to the tune according to the papers of the day, over 100,000 graves. And these are not children. This isn't like a special ancient children graveyard. These were little people. And the reason they got nicknamed in that area the moon-eyed people is because they only came out at night. And if the moon was too bright, they wouldn't even come out during that period. And then part of it, you know, we just started talking about it, and it was just one of the, the – and this is from an oral tradition – of their history, at least here in America. And there, there has been some other researchers that have done work that we were just talking about that there were buildings that were being built in, in modern times in America, in these areas that there were collapses of the bulldozers into pre-existing ancient tunnels, but they were not frequently big tunnels. They were meant for people about three and a half feet tall, you know, not very wide. But these these are not just stories anymore. They're not just oral histories from the Cherokee. And I thought that was fascinating because it just ties into the research that needs to continue going on for us and everyone and more and more millions of people that are becoming more and more interested that our history is not just a historical record. There are things we sense and feel that we think are paranormal or are alien. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. 
Midi clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. And the reality is that there's a high chance that there is a high technology ancient human culture living side by side with us still to this day and that technology isn't just a flying saucer it's it's a genetic modification but it was after maybe hundreds of thousands of years of also being able to engineer soil uh for not just growing which is one of the first things i ever found but it's the whole idea of manipulating whether it be animals or plants or soil or large megalithic blocks to withstand earthquakes and or accept frequencies and energies. The reality is I think they tuned and created people in the same way where you could tune yourself and be more what you, you know, today we're going to call it in harmony or, or more in a natural way with the earth. And the reality is that we have a small snapshot of what we are today, of what we were. And, and when you look at the ancient high technology that we keep finding, whether it's giant megalithic structures or these weird genetic anomalies in people like in the Paracas people of Peru with the elongated skulls, it's not just the fact that they had long skulls. It was there's all sorts of different body things that are they are they're humans, but they're they're born with these long heads with uh, spinal columns that enter in their body a different place. There's some genetic testing that's recently been done that shows they're from the Crimea area of Eurasia, and it's not just them. It's these little people, and it's also this idea, like you said, there's just this when you like you said, this veil, it's it's well, there's a couple sides to it. There's this paranormal, what we give the smoke screen is is it paranormal and alien and is it a government cover-up because that's what it is? Or is it, you know, in the conspiracy world? Or is it that for the last couple thousand years, there have been modern institutions that have found significant pieces and know very well that, you know, when you go to Machu Picchu and you look at massive megalithic blocks that are so fine and cut together that, they make no sense and they withstand earthquakes and they've been standing there for thousands of years. And then the tops of the buildings are covered in pebbles, you know, yeah, built with right. that. That makes, you know, that's, that's a technical thing. But then you start looking at the genetics and it's like, okay, well, these people are genetically different. Well, we don't have a complete fossil record. Well, but you don't, it's not about it just being a natural fossil record. It's about if you look at the technology involved in construction of, controlling waves and frequencies and buildings, you would have the technology to control your genetics and not just for the sake of your height. People talk about giants, but then what about these little people? What if it's just a matter of there are a lot of different jobs and tasks around the world and getting a little broad based on it, but the point is this this general topic of little people kind of got up to be the most recent thing we were going on and in reference to, like you said, this this idea that we're separate countries or we're separate people or that we're, that this is some pursuit of, you know, make love, not war. It's not just 
that simple. It's about our high-tech ancient past and that every time really smart, I mean, there's there have been so many different people that have seen aliens, but what are you really seeing? You're seeing somebody that looks different than us and frequently an object that people, whether you're an architect, I've met architects, I've met engineers, I've met very, very not fringe people that are very vanilla and very structured in their belief system who are adamant and there's too many people seeing UFOs and they're, they're doing zero point turns. Well, if you go in and get plastic surgery because you want to lose a little weight around the tummy or you want to change how you look or fix your nose, you don't think that after a long period of time in a prior history that when you reach a level of technology that if you're going to have a zero point turn vehicle, maybe being about three and a half feet tall and white and translucent with really big eyes with onboard in head displays that you consciously connect to your controls might be a better body format. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I get man. You're making a lot of sense. So yeah, look, we got to take a break here, but uh, if you guys want to call in, please do with 1-800-588-0335 as well. And, uh, now all the apps are there including the uh, alexa skill too so you can get your alexa skill and uh, ask it to play the fringe fm we'll be right back Shift happens. Do you like to boogie down to topics such as ufology, the occult, and the mysteries behind our reality? Why invite you to join us every Friday night at 7 p.m. Pacific, that's 10 p.m. Eastern, as we like to punch that curiosity button and tickle that fancy. We tickle that fancy, but yeah, you know, I don't know if that's the right analogy, but there's certainly a lot of tickling going on over here at Shift Happens. AncientLifeOil.com. That's AncientLifeOil.com. Are you stressed? I mean, who isn't? Anxiety creeping in? No, not that. Is sleep hard to attain because your brain just won't slow down? We're living in crazy times, and the fear knob has been turned up. Okay, there's an answer. Take a big breath, exhale, and go log on to AncientLifeOil.com. CBD. Broad and full-spectrum, organic and non-GMO CBD for you to enjoy. Change your tune from fear to calm. From brain overload to clear thinking. 0.003 THC on full-spectrum and 0% THC on broad-spectrum. Competitive pricing with the best quality. Also know everything is going to get better. No worries. Be happy. CBD can help calm so your nerves don't think they're a six-string electric guitar. Enjoy life, smile, and log on to AncientLifeOil.com for great CBD. That's AncientLifeOil.com. You'll be glad you did. Are you intrigued by Paranormal Talk Radio? You'll love the new Paranormal Radio app from TalkStream Live. You'll find a great selection of talk shows covering UFOs, ghosts, strange phenomena, and much more. Download the Paranormal Radio app now and start listening to the very best in Paranormal Talk Entertainment, including the network you're listening to right now. The Paranormal Radio app, free in Google Play and the iOS App Store. 
Have you suffered in silence or experienced stress from a paranormal experience? Even if it happened 20 years ago, when thinking or talking about it today still makes you feel sick to your stomach or makes your heart beat faster, or you suddenly can't breathe. Maybe you even feel those old familiar signs of a panic attack trying to reach the surface. You could have unprocessed emotional responses. Those reactions of terror and trauma are no different than living through a horrible assault, childhood abuse, or a terrible car accident. It can be nearly impossible to find help. The very instance of seeing a ghost or encountering a cryptid could be clinically described as seeing or hearing things that aren't there. You could be considered psychotic, or at best, you're just not taken seriously. Out of a growing mountain of research, the National Institute for Integrative Healthcare showed that 8 out of 10 veterans who completed just 6 one-hour EFT sessions no longer tested positive for PTSD. If you've had paranormal trauma, you can contact Metaphorical Archaeology by calling 214-995-3754. Again, that's 214-995-3754 for a discreet consultation. or a comic book or something and every time I get back into the news something else just proves that right I mean now they're talking about uh, the earth having a mini moon now uh, Jared and and it's not really a mini moon it's just space junk you know for a few months here towards the end of the year and I think and on there's going to be some space junk flying around that's going to look like another moon it's so big um I don't know. They spotted it on August 19th using this panoramic survey telescope. I was talking to, um, oh man, I don't even want to pronounce this, Massimo Terradiano about that because he's an astrophysicist, about all the stuff that they see with these telescopes and stuff. And this is my point. Like they see junk and they say, okay, there's some space junk headed in our way. It's going to be kind of big. And then they put, if you look on these articles, the article's titled, oh, man, it's going to be a new, like a, a space moon. We're going to get a new moon for a few months. And then that will fester around and start a bunch of bull crap. And it's really, we've got space junk now. That's my point. Like cup holders, hitting cup holders and stuff out there. And people are probably calling them UFOs. You understand what I'm saying? Like it's like fallout oh. times 10 now. Yeah, it's. If you get uh, one of the funnest things to do, and I didn't know it would be this great, is to grab some night vision goggles, some really good ones with like 90,000 looms, um, like the Hoffman Optics. And uh, that's the only ones I, I I worked with those, so I know what those do. And if you lay back, you know, it's like, okay, that's a moth. That's a bat. That's a bird. That's a plane. That's a satellite. But then you start seeing things. As if you lay back, it's kind of like going fishing. You know, it might take a little bit of time, but gra- don't, you know, don't accidentally look at a uh, the neighbor's uh, 
lights or anything, but if you stay uh, in a dark area and look up and even if it's a decent urban area, you know, with a lot of what you'd call light pollution, it won't matter with some of these super high end, uh, night vision goggles and you'll see things up there in the sky and you'll get a chance to see some satellites. It's super neat, but here's where it does get interesting is when you see something that's about satellite or higher level and it's moving, but then it moves at a 90 degree angle and the- then it goes like five. Five miles one way and then the other. Yeah, sorry about that. We had a little sound issue. But yeah, but that's that's my point, man. Like people are saying that it's UFOs or wars going on up there, galactic wars or something like that. And it's not. It's not. No, it's just know, space oh junk. Oh my gosh. It's yeah, <laughs> it is. It's like, you know, it's first off, it's like, where's the recycling? The recycling at the space station is every Thursday. Stop. Yeah. You know, I do I don't know. It, it's the yeah, people right. have a desire to know what's going on. And the other problem is, is that the confusion is it's very clear to a lot of people that and I and I was able to meet up with some uh, uh, an archaeologist recently that we were talking about the same topic about even younger archaeologists to, to maintain the standard academic model is ludicrous at this point. It's just impossible. I mean, From day one, paleoanthropological finds were showing uh, boot prints, human footprints, uh, dating back millions of years. And so the question is, how many times have we, and I think everybody needs to, this is the filter. We are not as advanced as we once were, nor Mm. was this the first or last time we have done this. And we're not on our way out. We're not on our, this is not a doom and gloom thing. It's just that you have to consider that right now the first every time we hear a signal a this is a this is a like the pattern of these radio waves are coming from deep space and they're alien because they're a consistent pattern well what if 50,000 100,000 75 8,000 15,000 years ago uh, well likely pre-younger dryas so pre-12 I would say at least 14 to 25 to 50,000 years ago, you have a society that reached past this level of technology and you have satellites, whether they be nano self-repairing living rocks. I mean, we have the ability now to create bricks out of living bacteria that can actually be programmed to shape themselves. And that looks very interesting towards like the waffle rock in now there is a geological process that explains it. But if you ever end up in West Virginia, there's something called the waffle rock. And as an example, that's on one hand, it's a mystery. It's been reported on in ancient origins and a lot of other things. And of course, you know, it's a, it's a site and, and there's a whole trail that you can go up and see this kind of striation of two different rocks that make this very interesting what looks like a geological honeycomb, like how did this happen naturally? So there's the natural explanation, which has very sound. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience not just hot flashes. MIDI specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. 
A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but MIDI Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. You know, modern geological processing, and then there's this other where it's like, well, you look at this and it looks really well machined and it doesn't make any sense how nature would make something so logical other than a beehive. But then there is this assumption that we know our history and now we are actually making honeycombed and blocks out of bacteria and essentially nanostructures. So how hard is it to believe that a long-range rock-like satellite that could be living or non-carbon-based? <laughs> yeah. We've just discovered non-carbon, you know, non-oxygen-breathing life forms here on this planet. How hard is it that straight signals coming back to this planet are from a prior technology that are Earth, are, are, are Earth-origined, not out of world. And I'm not trying to discount that, but it's just the first jump is this paradigm to put on, to smash on, like whatever your latest favorite sci-fi movie is, it gets, it starts getting described in those terms and God, I love Stargate. So if that leads yeah, into Stargate. anything for everyone, yeah, that's, I, I, I still I have the Stargate, movie. like, um, it's kind of nerdy, but the video game Stargate, I don't know if you've ever played that, but I still have the code to put in to cheat. It's camel, camel, boot, camel, triangle, spider, camel, right? Exactly. What was the plot of that game? I gotta know. <laughs> I don't remember, man. When I'm, I just remember playing it really stoned, like really stoned <laughs> because I love Stargate like, and I don't know what the plot of the video game was. I don't remember that at all, but I do remember like putting did, in that code to cheat. You, you go through a bunch of gates and I don't know, kill aliens possessing human bodies and pyramids and... It's a, I don't know that I'm trying to, I think that's what, I think that's what you're supposed to do. But then, and then there's like Contra that's just like up, down, up, down, left, right, left, right, BA start, but that's back in Nintendo. So it's BA select start. You get 30 extra men. See, those were the good old days back then when you could go outside and play and go to concerts and go to festivals and stuff like that. But man, we went to Niagara Falls Monday and we passed in the, well, I forget the name of the town. It was like right when we were coming into Niagara Falls, and their shopping malls just look desolate. They have like long sunflowers grow, sunflowers and weeds growing out the front of the movie theaters. Man, have you seen know, ever seen, seen anything too. like that? No, it's uh, you know, I I'm a big history fan, and I do like looking at. Uh, people think of the Great Depression and they think of soup lines. My grandfather uh, was a tank commander in World War II, but when he was a kid, he was born in 1919, and he lived through that. And that 
the dust bowls, you know, we think, oh, brother, where art thou? You know, where the middle of the country, the breadbasket became basically a desert. And how did we jump back from that? How did we go from literally we can't farm because it's not farmable and we're in the middle of a drought and there's the financial collapses. It's like we, we have had a long history of terrible things happening and just in our country. And I think people take it for granted. I think this is something I'm going to say this. I heard a great, uh, lecture on the value of living in America. And I, I've had the fortunate ability to also travel and uh, be in India for a, couple, for a month. And the average income, and in South, in South Africa, where I just said I was recently, I'll tell you, the if you make $50,000 a year, this is in American, you are in the top half of the top 1% in the world in income. If you, wow. most people, okay. there's six, yeah, right. There's six and a half billion people or more that make a dollar and a half to the average income in India. When I was there, this was, uh, 11 years ago, 12 years ago, they, their average income was a dollar and a half to $3 a day. What? And that's working eight, 12 hours. And that's the average income. And it hasn't really changed much. And so when people talk about being poor in America, when they talk about not having much, I, I have a hard time. It's not about uh, wake up and appreciate what you got. I do believe there are a number of people with uh, a number of different issues, mental health or otherwise, but they all deserve help. They all need help. The people who need help need to get that help and we need to provide it. But at the same sure. time, when you're talking about not having a leg up or you don't have opportunity, there are six and a half billion people not even close to you're in the top half of the top 1% if you make 50 grand and and you don't know what to do with it because you can't buy a Range Rover you know you don't live in the right house well there are a lot of people living on that buck and a half to three dollars a day and they're doing fine and they're doing it generationally and it's not about it being okay of course well it you know I'm not I, and I'm not trying to get I'm not trying to be doom and gloom either I'm just saying man like I've really feel I know this is going to sound wild okay but I was when I was looking at these music videos of people there's this music video that I really liked and I forget the name of the girl that sings it but she talks about how she's not going to make it alone and she's looking for that certain someone but and she's wearing a mask that looks like all the black masks that everybody are wearing now and then Ryan I was talking to Ryan about that and he's like man here there's some other videos where people are wearing masks and stuff like that and then we go back and we look about like the Simpsons thing and how Donald Trump is president. Uh, everything, um, space junk, uh, space force, all of this stuff was predicted, talked about, and published in either some type of TV show, cartoon, or music video. And people say, well, that's all a coincidence, but I don't think so. I think that like there's some type of weird programming going on here that we might not be aware of. It's causing a, a relative reality to be created based on what we're projecting into these things. I think some of it is self self fulfilling. There is a uh, there is a mindset. There is I got really fascinated by quantum research early on, like co water consciousness. You know, we've talked about this, and it's in my book yeah. about. Uh, it's all about your projections towards water. A lot of people are familiar with Doctor 
uh, Masuro's work with the, you know, depending on your anger, your frustration, it doesn't matter the language you're in. It matters your intent. Yeah. And they would freeze and look at water and it looked, you know, but also Victor Schauberger, uh, he's considered a naturalist, but really he was a quantum observer. He noticed uh, trout sitting in water that's moving, yet it's there still not moving and then experimenting with warm water and seeing if he could get the trout to move. But not only that, but the shape of rivers and uh, something that's been known about. I mean, I live in Minnesota. There's who doesn't, you know, this whole area right up to Canada about hockey. And it's been well known for years. There is a lot of strange things that we don't know about water. We know water burns. We know that water, that's a kind of a new thing. We know that there's a a fourth and fifth state of water that has been discovered. We know that, the, and getting to the hockey fact, we don't know why, but water that's warmer, when you go to freeze it, freezes harder than cold water. So if you start at a certain temperature that's, in quotes, warmer, and freeze it, you end up with harder hockey rink ice. And that's just a practical application. But the point is, we think, you know, water, we think wet, uh, cold, warm, frozen, snowflake. You know, we don't really think of the fact that water is a complex thing. It's in us. It's around us. It's like the force, I guess. And at the same time, here's something that these observers like Victor Schauberger, um, Dr. Yamoto, um, there, there's other researchers like uh, that, again, Ger Gerald Pollack, the fourth state of water, it, it's, uh, it requires a living tissue. It's like a viscous, it, the viscosity of it. It's like a, I don't want to say slimy, but smooth, slick, like hydraulic fluid. It's, it's a state of water that only exists within living creatures. And this is just one small point about water is affected by our consciousness. And it's something that I think was used not just to make happy water. I know some people are familiar with the term structured water and high mineral water like uh, Johann Grander, Grander water, Grander filters. On one hand, uh, another Austrian that was said to be a fraud, but yet won the highest award given by science from the Russian Science Academy and from and from Austria for his work with water filtration. So there's that, but it's more about our consciousness and being positive, not just to say, hey, we're bringing positive thoughts in and now we're not. And now we're bringing up a lot of evil or a lot of negativity. And now we have riots and we have these other things and we apply these very practical, uh, you know, it's easy to look through the fog of war and just say, well, I'm pretty sure I've, I've seen six people come through the fog and they look like this. So everyone in that fog looks like this. And it's I think it's easy for people to attach it, whether it's negative or positive they can only see something through their personal experience. And so I guess what I'm saying to everyone out there is, and on topic is that it's not about just being half full or half empty or identifying with one pol politic or another or the anarchy or the, or the peace or the calm that's going on. It's about not, um, identifying with any external cause, but to, Really, literally barefoot, get your feet on the ground and take a breath and take a minute. And if you can only see so far, just identify what you see. And then after that, there's your feelings and your sensations that have to have time 
And if you don't have the time, don't draw a conclusion yet until you've done your own research. If you're wearing a mask, ask yourself why. Not because of what who somebody told you to. Ask the questions. What is the filtration level? What is how am I helping? What are the facts that I know personally? Yeah, look up but the real just, information on those masks based on the flu studies. The fact that yeah. the CDC keeps changing their mind about everything. Well, you know, first it's airborne, then it's not. Well, now it's six feet or now it's how whatever. Right. It's stupid. It's I guarantee you it's just a social experiment of, for disconnection because there's something else going on other than the vaccine. The vaccine's obviously a part of it. But I, I, what, I, what I don't think people understand is, I'm not saying that the virus isn't real, but these uh, intelligence mind, yeah. agencies or governments, whatever you want to call them, uh, the cabal, whatever you want to call these people, they're just high corporations and crazy mad scientists is what they are, but um, they're opportunists. So anytime something crazy happens, they they, I mean, they take every opportunity they can. So think about when COVID came out, what other things happened that we really weren't paying attention to. Well, the fact that the Pentagon put up a satellite grid system like no other grid system they've ever done before. One of the largest, you know, mainframes of satellite systems and grids known demand for observation. Also, the 5G rollout. There's seven large corporations coming up with this vaccine that messes with RNA. It's not like a an antibody vaccine where they put a virus in you. This is something totally different. Um, it's pretty freaky, man. I'm just saying. Yeah. Well, it, it is because on one hand, there's these, there's been an old guard in a way, whether it's, you want to, like you said, call it gray state or whatever. There's this old guard that has been status quoing the system. And the problem is, is that if the majority of just our country voted, no amount of money will win you anything. If the majority of this country voted, it would be impossible to control that without just admitting that it's all cheating. Yeah. But but then at the same time, it's that backfire. You know, I know some people know the history. They've gotten into some of the CIA projects and stuff. It's hard when you start looking for your ancient megalithic past and you start looking at so I know we're touching a little bit on everything, but the reason it relates and my book is pretty extensive and we don't go into the CIA stuff is that in in almost four years of research, extensive research, when you start going alternative history, when you start going alternative anything, all the conspiracies and everything avalanche into you onto a pile, folks. So you can rabbit hole down paranormal or the word yeah. specifically UFO and a gray state. And, you know, yes, the Federal Reserve is privately owned. That's a thing. It's a real thing. But it's not like the focus of how do we get back to what is real, what is uh, something that the CIA didn't plan, like, for instance, with that whole experiment it with Doesn't LSD. mean they're not opportunists, though. Just because they didn't right. plan it doesn't right. mean they won't take an opportunity when they can. That's my point. Right. And so, but right, oh, I totally agree. And so I'm looking optimistically as in how, how does that get directly circumvented? And I think they don't like again the flower power the whole hippie generation thing they were not expecting without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running everything would suddenly stop hospitals factories schools and power plants they all depend on you no matter the weather emergency or time of day you're the ones who get it done at granger we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies 
Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I think those hallucinogenics and the idea of, I think there's always been a desire to keep humans away from what they do best, which is, uh, I, this is going to sound very hippie, but the reality is that there isn't anything more powerful than uh, freak. We are a frequency sound based creature. Yeah. And, and, and everything I vibrates totally and agree. oscillates. And we, yeah. Which, which means, which means that if we sing it's, and I'm not saying just any particular song and there are particular frequencies that these are genetically ingrained in us. And when we are singing, when we are loving, there is harmonics within the human body yeah. that are, are not controllable. Or you can temporarily disable. Nah, they human. can't stop it. If we really, no, I, I mean, we could talk about that too. I mean, we're at the top of the hour, but that's de- oh, sorry, that's definitely a good point. We'll be right back. Jared Murphy, this is Lighting Void. I'm Joe Rube. Stay with us. Alex Exum and I host live talk here on the Fringe FM. If you're sick of hearing about COVID-19, I invite you to listen to my show 7 p.m. Pacific, Tuesday nights, for a COVID-free zone. We will not be talking about the C word. We discuss news, society, and culture, but not COVID-19. Go listen to the other fear mongers if you want to hear that nonsense. Pair Abnormal News, I'm Brad Bernards. According to NBC News, the detection of phosphine gas in the clouds of Venus has surprised scientists. Could it be a sign of alien life? Finding signs of life on other planets beyond the Earth would be a way of answering the biggest questions that we've had as a species so far. Where do we come from? Are we alone? That's Clara Sousa Silva, research scientist with the MIT Department of Earth, Atmospheric and Planetary Sciences. Extraterrestrial life is one of the few explanations that make sense. Janusz Pitkowski, research scientist with the MIT Department of Earth, Atmospheric and Planetary Sciences. And we concluded that there is no known chemical and physical process that could conceivably produce phosphine. So this adds to the mystery of Venus. And then this opens a very uh, rather bold uh, possibility that there might be something living in the clouds of Venus. At best, the gas might be caused by microorganisms in the upper atmosphere of Venus. The California-based Rocket Lab aims to launch a private Venus mission in 2023. Rocket Lab founder and CEO Peter Beck told Space.com Monday, Beck has long wanted to help explore Venus, which he thinks has not yet received the scientific attention it deserves. If there is life on Venus, it might want to start learning Russian. The boss of Russia's government space agency has claimed it as a Russian planet. CBS News reports Roscosmos chief Dmitry Rogozin, who's known for espousing unconventional scientific views, said this week that Russia wants to send its own mission to Venus, told reporters on Tuesday. There's more news at ParabnormalRadio.com. I'm Brad Bernards, Parabnormal News. 
This is the Rogie Report News on the Fringe FM. I'm Jess Rogie. In 2020 news, the Department of Justice announced in a memo on Monday that New York City, Portland, and Seattle would officially be deemed anarchist jurisdictions. Sarah Wallace, NBC New York, explains. Summer's looting in New York City and similar instances in Portland and Seattle, prompting the Department of Justice to smack the three cities with an anarchist jurisdiction title, claiming they, quote, have permitted violence and destruction of property to persist and have refused to undertake reasonable measures to counteract criminal activities. The declaration could result in loss of funding for the cities. Is this the best time to be digging up old sarcophagi? 27 stone sarcophagi have been discovered in a necropolis at Saqqara. Now, it's a necropolis, and that's a burial site, so wow, they discovered stone coffins at a burial site. The sarcophagi were found in a burial shaft and have been dated back nearly 2,500 years. 14 sarcophagi were discovered in addition to the 13 found earlier this month. Archaeologists also discovered a small wooden obelisk painted with depictions of Isis, Nephis, and Horus. The Tourism and Antiquities Minister believes that the 27 sarcophagi is only the beginning of more discoveries at Saqqara. There's probably more discoveries because they haven't dug them up yet at the necropolis where they buried people. So, of course, there's going to be more discoveries. The Wisconsin Department of Natural Resources has had an announcement. Bigfoot isn't real, or at least the Department of Natural Resources bulletin titled Sasquatch Alert isn't real either. A bulletin has been floating around on social media with the DNR and the U.S. Forest Service's logo stating that there had been recent Sasquatch sightings in the area. And the post warns campers to keep a close lookout for any sightings. The post says, if contact is made with the Sasquatch, try to stay calm and do not run. If possible, try to take a photograph, note the time and the area of the sighting. So maybe it was left by Bigfoot hunters. As the air turns crisp and the nights cool down, creepy clown sightings have started again. The trend started back in 2016, and every year, starting in August and ending in October, clowns have already been spotted in the UK, Kentucky, and California. This is the Rogie Report News on the Fringe FM. I'm Jess Rogie. Telepath is a weekly digital newsletter filled with the latest paranormal news, trending topics, and fresh articles from some of the most popular critical thinkers in the community today. Stay informed on your favorite paranormal podcasts and live streaming talk shows. Interact with the telepath and upload your paranormal story or pics. It could be featured in an upcoming edition. Sign up right now for the free telepath newsletter at paranormal.radio. That's paranormal.radio. You are listening to KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM, where you can catch The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable five nights a week after Lighting the Void with Joe Roop. It's a cold 
Joe, pick up the phone, dial 1-800-588-0335, toll free from the United States or Canada. All right, welcome back to Lighting the Void. Our guest tonight, Jared Murphy, joins us again. And uh, just so you know, the apps are out, including Alexa. If you got the Alexa app, you can install it. And then just simply say, play the Fringe FM. Alexa, play the Fringe FM. You can install the app from the Google Play Store. You can install the app from uh, the uh, iTunes Store. We're working out the bugs. The shout-out system and the push messaging system isn't quite working, but those bugs will be worked out. So you can actually download the app and leave shout-outs, and we can play them over the air. Pretty cool stuff. Also, make sure you go to thefringefest.com. Not fringefest.com, but thefringefest.com. And click on the graphics there. Uh, we'll have the speaker lineups too, but go ahead and get your tickets to that uh, Halloween weekend so you can join us. That's going to be cool. And seats are limited as well. All right. So, Jared, uh, was you were talking to uh, us about this before, um, before the break, about how we put off these frequencies. And this is, it has been studied. It has been studied that. Even the CIA admitted, we were talking about this last night, too, that we are some type of a 3D holographic being. I mean, we don't really have to get into that, but that, that all stems back to the Monroe Gateway program where they got that information from. But the point was is that we actually do put off frequencies when we connect. And that's what I kind of think there's this whole disconnection thing going on for because they don't really want that. I'm just saying, I know that sounds crazy, but it makes sense to me. No, I think that, and we were talking about that. I know we've gone down a few different rabbit holes. It was that the this the this old guard that has had this system of controlling the general masses. It works. It's it you know you get a hundred something years out of your life, and it the system seems to work. But the problem is the way that we actually connect with the earth, the way that literally physically connect to the earth, the way that we connect with each other, the way we love those frequencies and those positive, you could call it positive vibes if you want, or good meditations. I mean, there's a lot of different ways we've made music, song, poetry, and you name it out of it. But the reality is that there are actual frequencies that we run on at positive brain entrainment. Like when two people like you and I were like having a dialogue or when you, watch someone they have recorded how the brain the the brain entrains to the other person and you're connecting it's not just it's like being in a symphony and everyone's playing a different instrument and that's not a stoppable force you can keep interfering with it you can keep making up world conflicts you can keep creating discourse but and it's worked for a really long time but i think that we're on that precipice again that point in time where despite not being fully conscious and despite being in kind of a mental spiritual safe mode we're coming out of it again and the momentum that powerful momentum of more than just a couple of people connecting through again music love uh the actual energy that you are experiencing we're not talking just some woo woo i feel good about flowers we're talking actual not disputable cannot interrupt it connections that allow people to be not violent and not only pass not passive but consciously connected and part of it has to do with what we eat part of it has to do with what we hear in sounds and frequencies 
and there's been a lot of disruption to that. What what may even if it's not 5G, you can't constantly turn your home into a microwave and think that that doesn't affect you. Just <laughs> yeah, sense. right. Well, and, you know? and another thing too is that what and I can tell you, I don't know if you keep up with it, but I do. I can tell you that astrologically, right now. Right now is the time that massive initiations are taking hold. I, I, I talked about that at the beginning of the show. This is the time when the, the veil thins, massive initiations are taking hold, massive change is being called upon the earth when it comes to humans and their spirituality. And so connection and love and all of these things that you're talking about are paramount for us to progress and what Dolores Cannon talked about into this uh, new earth or new world that that we should be moving into. Uh, however, there's a whole nother agenda going on and it's base. It's blatantly obvious now that they say it with their own mouth about things like new world order, a centralized bank, centralized systems for vaccines, types of things that you hear about and yeah. revelations, man, where it's not so much the mark of the beast. It's more like the number nine being man, where you're worshiping physical reality so much that you've made yourself dependent upon physical things in that rulership instead of spirit, love, connection. Um, even when, what you're talking about, when it comes to communication, there's a frequency going on there too that connects people. So they can yeah, physically very... separate us, but they can't do it through the internet, but they can no. do it physically. And even that's an illusion. I mean, bro, like if you ride across the country or drive anywhere, most people are still living their lives. It's the television and media that's got you thinking this, you can't do anything. You know, oh, oh, God, the hubris of it is unbelievable because I have been what I've witnessed personally. I know for a fact that the majority there is a silent majority and they're not buying it. Uh, it's I it's as if everybody get into uh, some surf gear and we're all going to do Monty Python, the Holy Grail and be surfs. Be that dumb. You know, just it's <laughs> not. It's it's just it's it's a joke because the silent majority is not buying it, and people who would have otherwise, I think that this, the published media is, I, I never thought I would live to see the day in America, where there are platforms, I will not name them, but there are platforms banning people if they don't say the right thing, that is communism, that That's is right. fascism, and you don't get to do that. And it's happening, but they're not publishers. But I believe they've been recently called on to be publishers. And where, by the way, where to where? That just here's a digression for a minute. Where are all the constitutional attorneys? What's I have going no on? idea, man. But but where, also they have you know groups like Antifa literally trying to take over people's homes, like claiming like this is our house now. This kind of stuff. The riots, the loot, and like you know you and I are talking about this during break. But the whole Black Black Lives Matter movement, which people don't understand this yet, is just a way to segregate more people. It's not a way to unite people. It's a way to, it's, oh my God, I'm getting super conspiratorial, which is something I don't do on the well, show. But it's a way to segregate no, no, people. Let me look at Portland. Why? That's a white city, statistically. It it's a, It's not, I'm not saying black people don't live there. Of course they do. I've been to Portland. Yeah. It's massively yeah. white. You know, yeah, that's a t it's it's really tough. And I appreciate and I'm not a, I'm not a, I'll be honest, I'm not a huge 
I'm not for Oregon. I'm not the big sports guy, but Herschel yeah. Walker, I saw the news with Herschel Walker, and it was like, thank God. I mean, thank God there are some important actual, I think, people to look up to that uh, have a, should, if they're going to say something about it, you should stop and listen what Herschel Walker is talking about. And it's not just, like you said, not getting conspiratorial or on the or, or diving into it. The reality is that the the ways in which I, to back up, here's what I'll say, and, and not just to con- the first thing I ever looked at when I started doing research was that I mentioned the very first time we were talked that there's engineered soil, and by that I mean soil that was was mixed yeah. intentionally with biochars that allowed not only for us to grow the richest plants on earth, but they also filter carbon dioxide, mm-hmm. they filter monoxide, they have electromagnetic properties, so it allows currents to travel. And so when I say connect to the earth, I mean at some point in our ancient past, we got so advanced, we can physically connect to the earth and we created plants, we created, I'm not saying everything, I'm saying that between animals, plants, and people and each other, they created a system where we're getting like echoes of the technology. You know, we're getting a result from doing something and we're saying it's this one thing, but yeah. in reality it's this other. And this is one of those cases where you can't stop people from reconnecting even through broken circuits that the very earth, the grass, the soil that you're stepping and see, that's, on. And isn't that what all these media movements pretty much are? Now, take, for example, what I mean by, and people are like, well, he's talking about soil, and this other guy's talking about Black Lives Matter. How do they connect? But I'm telling you, like it does, here's here's how. We're we're all humans. We're not really, uh, just to be honest with you, American, Russian, black, white, straight, gay, none of that stuff, right? We're just humans. And that's it. So... If a cop goes out and does something that they're not supposed to do, um, they don't focus on all the murders that cops do. I mean, what about the guys that are getting shot in the back because they don't pay child support? I mean, we can make a media campaign about that too, right? But we don't. So they, they focus in and dial in on the something they know is going to like really drive people apart. And I'm not saying it don't happen. There's pieces of sh- shit in everything, right? For sure. Even the police, but... It does happen, but it's what we focus on that divides us, and they are the ones controlling our focus through the media, right? So then you got these yeah, cities yeah. all the way in the West that are mainly white that are considered anarchist right now because there's no law, yeah. there's so much looting going on, all for a supposedly higher purpose. And if you speak out against it, same thing with the masks, then you're a bad person. And all you're trying to do is yeah. just get people to come back together. That's it. Yeah, there's no common sense. You can't discuss the 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 literal science. It's well established with the EPA and OSHA and many nurses and doctors. It is well established the the filtration ability of masks. This is not a debatable thing. This is not a new thing. If you don't want to get lead poisoning or asbestos, and which is a much larger particle, you you have to wear a certain 0.1.2 micron. This is not new. So if they don't want to talk facts. They're creating this rifts and they're creating these conflicts. But these conflicts, every time, first it was, you know, we can look in recent history. We can go back through every major war and every major worldwide conflict that keeps getting created. 
but this whole planet is actually unified. And the ways in which we connect physically, it doesn't matter if they keep creating these divides. We can deconstruct uh, the move that Black Lives Matter. Absolutely. The organization that appears to be a communist organization. Oh, they're they're blatantly. Who, they said they were Marxist with their own mouth. Right. Right. So so we can have we can deconstruct the instruments that are being used right now, whether it's a political organization or. Uh, the current politics, we can use each one of those circumstances to divide, to your point, to divide and to keep everyone busy with over here, look over here, look over here. But that's not sustainable because at every minute of every day, we are a frequency-based creature that all they have to do is set their feet on the ground, Yeah. look at, an, look at another person, connect with another person. Exactly. You talk about... You talk about a big experiment. You try to get every. You put a muzzle on people's faces, and you and and you take away part of their expression. We have six to nine months of babies now that haven't seen all the their facial mothers? expressions. They haven't seen their They're, mothers they, too. They haven't even well, that that initial uh, you know feeding that the mother does right when they're born. Yeah. Or even the holding yeah. that they have the mother do right when they're born. Yeah. If they even think that you have COVID, which you can have, you could have a stubbed toe and they think you have COVID now. They take the baby away from the mother. Yeah. No, I, I think it's important it's for people that there are, there are very smart people who are, I've now met a lot of them. I mean, these are researchers and yet, you know, they they have very specific windows of what they research. And when you talk to them, I've seen over the last few months, people who would not actually do the research to understand what they're afraid of they're just strictly you can literally hear them tone and tempo and speak just whatever the media has told them and these are very smart people and then then the minute it all goes away if you just start doing your own research if you just start piecing it together it's not one party or another it's just facts and it's just one thing and that's just yet again it's another that's another control mechanism because the more people who become more conscious, the more people, and all of us are coming at it from a different perspective. There are people who have seen, have had alien encounters and they identified a certain way or paranormal encounters or spiritual encounters where they're very much like, I feel really good when I'm around crystals. But, and then yeah. or there are people who follow the equinoxes and the, and the, and the solar events that, you know, the earth is on a wobble. I do that. It's a 25, right. And yeah. it's, we're on a twenty folks. We're on a twenty-five thousand plus year cycle. That how is it that they well established the signs and the, and this is something I talk about. Uh, you know, when we're looking at how long have we been around, we're talking about in order for us to like the age of Aquarius. We actually do you know that there's an actual argument going on with astrophysicists that we don't know for thirty-five hundred years. We're, we don't know if we're done with the age of Aquarius. Or for 3,500 years about to be into it, and there's a 13th sign. There's not even 12. That's right. And even if you want to count, right. So there's not even a, so we create these, uh, so on the at the other end, you have this gray state or these like dividers that are coming up with these very uh, basic materialistic fights, rich, poor, the color thing, the one country, this, that, or the other, and all this crap that we're, you could just stay at this forever and never look deeper into yourself and go, I feel more drawn and more connected to this certain kind of music and how I feel, not just because it makes me feel good, but that those frequencies and tones you're drawn to you. for a reason. Yeah, 
That's yeah, right. and there's a and there's then there's then there's a then there's something that happens to your own personal harmonics and what you bring into your life. It isn't just a woo-woo thing that you know will think good things and the good things will happen to you. We're not talking the secret here. We're talking there is an actual change, a bending within the universe that happens. And I know there's a million different shows we could talk about or that you know that you know you've had conversations on this. And the reality is that it matters that we connect with each other. We do it face to face, that we hug each other, touch each other. We're humans. We mentally and physically need to connect. There's a power in it. It matters to our health temper. and it matters to our evolution yes. and it matters. It matters yeah. more than we will ever know. Right. It, it, well, is, right now, if and, we can just take it right, back. And, yeah, and I think that there is a fear, I think, at every level of your own journey and development in this area, which is why it's not just some boring stuff about our past or our boring politics. Now, there's a balance to obtain as you as you worry about, maybe some people worry about, uh, it's always more of, I'm not maintaining my health. It's always I'm trying to get to my perfect weight or I'm trying to get to my perfect body or I'm trying to get more spiritual or more meditative. But it's it's a balance where you have to self-experiment to get there. And no matter what anyone else is telling you, you have to go down your own. Like, what? how does structured or conscious water really work for me on a day-to-day? Is it something I drink? Is it in my smoothies? Is it is it in the, you know, what what am I doing from as I wake up and stretch and move throughout my day, how is that conscious entrainment, not just positive vibes and energies for myself or doing good deeds. Sometimes it's mechanical like that, like giving someone some money or volunteering. There's basic mechanical things. Those are external, but internally, as you become more aware of this greater universe that we're in, and we've always been a part of knowing more about the past, and knowing more about a mysterious past that has to do with our genetics, where you have memories that you can't quite explain about pasts that you think you've lived or things that you think you can feel or touch and see that other people around you can't, those aren't just one-offs. That's part of a genetic memory of a much more advanced time that you can tap into. And you're not, I don't expect any of us to wake up tomorrow, including myself, and know 100% our past or our future. But as you reconnect with this, I think you're going to experience a better life. And it comes from the just the little steps you take every day instead of getting hyper-focused on uh, one idiocracy or another. Right. It's... It's it's that because that's where you can get swamped. You could spend all day texting or on some social media platform arguing with people over something that won't even be a shadow of a memory. Um, there was you should I, be I making like memories with people in a natural way. And what I mean, by, and, yes. I, and I'm not trying to guilt trip people either. It's just like you you take a loving, kind, warm-hearted human being who likes. And longs for real love and physical connection. And I'm sure from the time they're a child, uh, they've been taught and trained and programmed to not like themselves, uh, to not like who they are on the inside, to not even trust their own emotions, things like that, right? And as you get older, yeah, guilt, shame, all that crap. And then as you get older, you finally come to realize, well, these people that are telling me this stuff are just as full of shit as I think I am. And I want to, you know, like go to where my spirit's telling me to go. 
but you're so traumatized from all the crap that even when you get close to some type of physical connection or happiness, something that you actually did feel maybe once as a baby, which is really sad to think about, you know, uh, you, yeah, that far back. Yeah. You can't get to it. And especially now because they've segregated everybody by ideas, race, color, creed, uh, politics, you name it, clothing, music, it doesn't matter. And, uh, and now they've put face diapers on everybody and told you that if you take it off, you're a piece of crap that doesn't care about people. Even when the information is right there, the scientific data is right in front of you. If you'll just go look at it, that those masks do nothing for you. They do nothing to protect any of this, even if they actually had the real data about it. And so you start to see that, you know, how diabolic everything is and just how crazy it is. And even if you want connection, you're like, why is the world so messed up? Why is it like this? Yeah. And I, well, what I think the and one of the most important points in all of what you just said, that part of it is it's the that's the starting point. So if you can get past <laughs> yeah. this human idiocracy and this and this, I'm just going to believe what I'm told. I'm not going to really for months now, you've had an opportunity to learn the facts. If you're still walking around in public outside, I will say if you are walking around outside with a mask on or driving in your car alone. And you need to do your own research. You you cannot just go. You you cannot be so busy that you can't do your own research. But that that's one side point. But as far as what, like you said, the shame, the guilt, the things that may have triggered you at a very young age to not explore something you felt joyous and confident about, how you really connected not just with a single person but with yourself and the world. That's the starting gate of you doing self-experimentation to reconnect with not just genetic memories of, oh, I've lived before, but of abilities. When we, I know we started talking about like controlling your inflammatory response, like yep. when you're sick and, yep. and, and, and then getting in meditative states where you are not just thinking about your problems going away on a cloud, but meditative states where you are feeling electrically, like you are feeling higher senses and connections of literally everything around you though that we're talking about like get rid of the shame and the guilt and the the black and white politics and all of that and get back to the fact that we are one human society that was once very powerful and it has nothing to do with money it doesn't have anything to do with anything artificial it has to do with the fact that we were once an incredibly connected society that we nurtured and that we groomed and terraformed the planet into. And I'm not saying uh, the entire planet was one giant Japanese garden. That's not what I'm saying. But the idea that the soil was here, not mechanically just working with us, not on a uh, out of your universe spiritual way, but in a very tangible, attachable, connective way that that not just made you feel loved or loving to others but physically connected that love in your mind body and that ability to actually care for each other and the planet simultaneously without it being an effort without it being a stress because it was how we once were and that of course that takes a lot of research to get into, but where it starts right now, I think, and everything that we've gone up and down, because I feel like the same anxiety every day where 
you know, on one hand, you can know mentally or feel you can have these windows where you can confidently feel connected and everything I think we've been talking about. But then there's these moments where you see someone being just, you know, it's just like you are a complete idiot or, oh, my gosh, how can you be? I thought you're somebody I respect and I thought was a really smart person. Why, why, why are you being this? Why, 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 you know? And so I have these meltdowns too, where it's not a meltdown. It's more of a, you know, you, you think is my peace and is my, are my frequencies, are my ability to obtain these higher states? Is it, is it getting anchored down by these people who don't get it? Are, am I, that's, am I actually that's a, being, that's a perfect question, actually. Uh, I've I've asked that question to myself too many a times, man. Many, many times. We're at our last break, shortest break of the night. More lighting the void coming up, along with our guest Jared Murphy. Stay with us. Hey, Fringe listeners, this is Dave Cruz, host of Beyond the Strange Radio, asking you to join us live Sunday evenings at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on The Fringe FM. Visit beyondthestrange.com for links to chat, social media, and schedules of the show. And remember, always stay strange. Hasta. Hey, this is Amalia from Know the Self Mystery School. I know that you are in the midst of massive change. We all are. This is the great turning, the time that we all decided to be here on the planet. Do you know why you came here to be a part of this crazy time? If not, I invite you to join my mystery school. I have a nine-week course called Activate Your Mission. And in this course, you're going to learn how to erect crystal clear boundaries so that you can hear that inner still voice that's going to guide your every move. Even if you're dealing with feeling weighed down by obligation and being enslaved to the system, this course is going to give you the tools you need to illuminate your shadow and awaken to your soul's mission. The moment you sign up to the school, you are going to be greeted by not only a group of soulful spiritual lawyers, but you're also going to get some massive karmic clearings and you're going to feel the energy. It's palpable. I hope you'll join me in the school where together we're going to unlock your divine mission. Activate your mission by going to thefringe.fm forward slash soul mission and put in the code word fringe and receive $50 off today. I'm Ryan Gable of the Secret Teachings Radio Show and you're listening to KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. Check out my show, The Secret Teachings, Monday through Friday right here on The Fringe, 11 p.m. Pacific, 1 a.m. Eastern U.S. time. So, you love talk radio, then you'll love TalkStreamLive.com. TalkStream Live is always on, 24-7, with the best streaming talk shows. Find your favorite talkers and discover some new ones. It's free, readily available online, or on mobile with any smartphone or tablet. Finding your favorite talk shows all in one place has gotten a whole lot easier. Just go to TalkStreamLive.com. Be sure to download the free apps from Google Play or the iTunes App Store. Have you heard of heavy metals? Yeah! I'm not talking about the heavy metals in the junkyard. I'm talking about the heavy metals that build up in your body. Heavy metals in your body can make you feel sluggish, fatigued, and just plain off. Why not try Life Change Tea at GetTheTea.com? Cleansing your body and making you feel great. 
cleansing the inside of your body of intruders that sneak their way into you and set up an intruder camp. Life Change Tea helps remove unwanted intruder camps. Brew it, steep it, and drink in the results. Tastes great so you can create a new health habit. Our tea loves to help people. It just needs the chance. So order yours today by logging on to getthetea.com. That's getthetea.com. Our Life Change Super Strength Tea is waiting. This could be a beautiful relationship. Take charge of your health. Order at getthetea.com. That's getthetea.com. I'm Clyde Lewis. You are listening to The Fringe FM. To call Joe, pick up the phone, dial 1-800-588-0335, toll free from the United States or Canada. All right, welcome back to Lying the Void. Here with Jared Murphy, 214, area code, Dallas, Texas area. You're on the air with our guest, Jared Murphy, tonight. Who are we speaking with? 214, area code, that's you. Well, I guess they don't know. They probably called the call in line or something again. But, you know, Jared, I don't like to go on a rant or anything about stuff like that. But it's more like I feel when I get all preachy and stuff, I feel like I'm preaching at people. Then I feel like uh, I don't I don't know. I don't want to feel like I'm talking down to folks. But at some point, I feel like it's like, man, what 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 are we going to do? We have to like uh, it's it's too chaotic. Uh, We have to stick up for ourselves at this point. And the people that get, um, or the people that can, the people that have a voice need to do something about it, especially if it's egging you, don't you think? It is. It's, uh, but there's a point, like you said, there's a balance because people have to be willing to, not everyone's designed the same way, right? And there are people who, hey, they're going to do what they hear they're supposed to do and they don't. I had a good friend describe it as the haunted house. People know they're walking through the haunted house that they paid to go through at the fair or whatever, and they know it's not real, but they want to be scared. So you walking through the haunted house behind them, telling them that they don't need to be scared, pisses them off. <laughs> yeah, right. That's a good man. That's a perfect analogy, actually. It does. Yeah, it does make I... people angry because, uh, well, it's kind of like when you when the the truth makes you mad, right? It's not supposed to make you mad. It's supposed to empower you, but it does piss you off because you're like, damn, I am doing that, you know? Right. Uh, Well, and there's a balance between that, again, personal self-discovery and then how am I applying? You have to take that personal inventory and say, how am I applying daily? What does get me to that higher consciousness that, that not just a sensation of feeling better, but that grounding that is so healthy and repairing and rejuvenative, you know, the rejuvenating effects of that mind state of not just thinking positively, but really realigning yourself. Right. Yeah. I totally agree with you. We'll try this, um, two, one, four area code again. Are you there this time? Can you hear us? Yes. Joe. Hey, is this Brent? Joe, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah. What's up, Brent? What's on your mind? Good. Well, I was going to call you, call you last night when you were talking Barbados uh, astro projection. Right on. But it was such a good show. I didn't want to interrupt it. 
Yeah, it's right. So spectacular. And yeah, that's, and that's similar for the one thing. That's similar for the one tonight. But see, what I was trying to do is I was trying to get my uh, hook an amplifier. Like, can you hear my echo or something? Yeah, I can hear the echo in the background for sure. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I'm trying to get an amplifier so that when I call in on a phone, I could, you know, like have different variances on my voice and things. Oh, oh. And, you you're know, trying talk, to change your voice on no, just you know, put some effects to it. Oh, I got you. I'm experimenting, in other words. Yeah. You mean effects like this? And, uh, yeah. Well, you, yeah. So you probably have it on a board or something. All I've got is a telephone and an amplifier, <laughs> a little yeah. uh, vendor amplifier. But it's got effects on it. It's, it's got, you know, computer control. Any, anyway, uh, I'd like to tell your guest I'm, I'm very much in agreement with a lot of the things that he's, uh, Exposited? Is that a word? Probably. Anyway, exposited or whatever. Probably, yeah. Just think of something. It's probably already a word. You sound like, um, you sound like that guy on Living Color yeah. that used to try to use the big words that got locked up all the time. You remember? I don't know if you ever watched that show. But anyways, I'm sure that's a word, yeah. <laughs> oh, Alex Jones? Yeah, Alex that, Jones, yeah. That could be one of them. <laughs> anyway. Well, no, exposit yeah, the word it means to add detail as to an account or idea to clarify the meaning of and discourse in a learned way. So, yeah, it's a perfect word. No, oh, well, thank you. Thank you. Uh, I, I, I wanted to give a reference to your, um, is it Murphy? Murphy? Jared, yeah, Jared Murphy. Your yeah. guest? Jared Murphy, yeah. Mr. Murphy. Yeah. Sir, yeah, Sir Murphy. Uh, uh, there's a YouTube called Shiny Side Out. And uh, their last broadcast indicated findings, you know, from the early 1800s, 1600s, you know, 1700s around there. The people, just regular people doing mining stuff that, I ran across skeletons and that type of thing. And uh, the, in in Europe, they found a, a human skeleton that was a normal human skeleton that after they showed certain archaeologists uh, the skeleton, they said, well, this is, a, this is a natural human skeleton, but it's in a layer that's one million years old and it hasn't been disturbed. Uh, and they would take that to the Smithsonian and then it would go through all the the, you know, archaeological British, you know, Academy of Archaeology and all that. And they would say, oh, no, this is just an anomaly or something. You know, you know, it, it didn't exist. And, and then they said, well, they found another skeleton in South America that was at a two million year layer. And they ran across the same thing with the, you know, the classical archaeologists of the day. And they just... In other words, if it doesn't fit into their idea, then they just dis dismiss it. But what was remarkable, they found some in America in some diggings. And if you listen to that show, if you're type of buff, I think you are, uh, shiny side out, uh, you know, when they found that three million year old skeleton of normal human beings, uh, it, it just, you know, it just throws a wrench in so many different things, you know. And it's something to consider. 
do. Thank you for commenting and calling in, too. That was a great lead. I have not heard of that site before, but the shiny site out, I'm absolutely going to take a look at it. And if you if you haven't yep. read... Uh, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no. Uh, yeah, it's, they have like seven followers. <laughs> they come out of Australia. They're tied in with... Uh, uh, what's called Revolution Radio, which it used to be Freedom Slips Radio under uh, uh, Michael Ringley, who passed on. And they have like 72 different broadcasters on two stations out there. Anyway, no, this is but, no, that's uh, great yeah. because you, you have to look. Everyone has to look. There has to be citizen archaeology. This is not going to be done by any one school or one uh, institution. We all have to keep track of the little pieces of info. And there's places like the Red Crag um, from early paleoanthropological research, uh, Tabletop Mountain uh, under layers of slate, 2 million, 3 million, 5 million, 10 million, 20 million uh, footprints, boot prints with stitching that the Rockefeller Foundation were looking at of you know 240 million-year-old boot prints in the ground. And... The assumption is always this lineal projection that at one point we were, again, in loincloths, and then you have boot prints. You have all these different finds that we have many, many indicators, like you said, from Europe, uh, like the Red Crag to the United States and other places that you don't think that there's going to be people because they were only supposed to come across a land bridge 13,000 years ago. And you have uh, Pliocene. You have people. Any human being in the Pliocene destroys the modern academic model and that's what we have and then you have to expand the conversation to well if they were here what were they doing and if they well then you just start then you start avalanching through the details but if you aren't looking at that one side you know just like you know we were talking about news articles everyone has a different story i got to interview dennis stone recently of america's stonehenge and I got to hear all about how it was his father who had read about the site in a magazine after it had been left in a barber shop, and he ends up buying the site, in, and they become the curators of America's Stonehenge, which is in New Hampshire. And there have been incredible amounts of archaeological work done there. This is a very serious site, and almost no one hears of it. And, and here's the mind blowing part. Uh, Scott Walter of America Unearthed did a whole show about it. And that show that's on History Channel too. And at the same time, Dennis Stone's family has now for three generations and now his son is doing it, have been taking care of this site. But here's the mind blowing part. They've been managing it since past the 30s. And when it was originally when they really started looking into it, but there's 800 sites around the eastern United States outside of the one in New Hampshire that are similar where there has been carbon dating, OSL work, you know, like optical spectrum luminescence and stuff that have shown that you have a whole history in America that has nothing to do with the narrative that we've been told. So it's just cool that I really appreciate you calling in about this site because sometimes it's just one article that makes the difference. It's one story that somebody else only so many people heard, like you said, doesn't matter how many followers it matters. Did they have a story that 
somebody else tried to bury? Was it the Smithsonian? Was it Gray State? Was it just standard academia? Not Again, if the theories, I have to credit Michael Cremo with this one. I love when he says, if the facts don't fit the theories, throw out the facts. Evidentiary, too, that what they did is all evidentiary and documented by certified archaeologists. It's very interesting. And I think you'll enjoy oh, it. Uh, my, I have a theory about it. I have a theory about it. And the theory oh, I that? have is that they were mi- they were migrating from the North Pole. Have you ever seen a map of the North Pole, an ancient map of the North Pole with the three river well, systems that look like a swastika? Yeah, I've oh, seen, I see that, what you're yeah. talking about. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't sure if you're referring to Greenland well, because Greenland used to be the North Pole. Yeah, it's different now. That might be. That might <laughs> For be. Sure. Yeah, that, yeah, that might be, you know, and, and they may have. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead, though. No, yeah, but what's your theory? That you might be. And yeah, well, essentially, you know, reset. When it's reset, it starts over and it starts from a central point, which we will call, let's say, the North Pole, whatever the magnet, you know, wherever the toroidal magnetic field of the uh, of the, the earth, earth is. is. Yeah. And uh, and and they migrate out and they. They are all differentiated in their species and whatever. And then, uh, you know, it gets wiped out. And then it happens again and happens again and it happens again. So we don't know how many times good old Earth has been the home to human beings. Well, it's like that tool song too, learn to swim, because we all think, well, we got to save the planet. But the planet knows how to save itself, trust me. And when the fleas get nasty, it tends to wipe them off every time, you know. Yeah. Yeah, nature nature is a lot deeper than we think, isn't it? A yeah. lot deeper. Hey, yeah, you guys is. have a good time. I'm gonna I'm gonna get off the line and and let you close up because I know it's getting close. Well, happy science experiments with the amplifiers, and I hope you get that worked out and you call back in and and blow our brains out, Brent. Thanks for calling. Yeah, those he's a pretty smart guy. See, that's a guy right there that does his own research for sure. That's what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, because your curiosity has to be raised to a point, but then it might click with a memory you had when you were a kid about something that happened to you, or it might be a reoccurring dream. It may be just I'm gravitating towards doing something I've never done before. I mean, I don't care if it's rock climbing or yoga. It's just it's not the activity isn't as relevant as what you think is driving you in your desire to learn, not just a fact or a feeling of the past it could be very well connected to your own uh, now recently scientifically proven genetic memory or greater genetic experience as a species, as uh, a culture that has been here for millions of years that actually has not just the desire to pass on an instinct for you to know that fire is hot and you know you can freeze to death on, on ice, but that those are actual memories buried that are coming up and are part of this actual living human consciousness that you can start on a journey to connect back to and not on a conscious level. It's not going to be a on off switch thing, but that's the journey we're on. And it starts with a curiosity to look beyond the basics of what you're told. And like you said, it's fun to run around and rattle a bunch of cans and, also, just look at some people that you think are really too asleep, and it's like, how can I not yell at this person? But they don't want to wake up. So start where you're curious. Start with what you don't know and start with, like, yeah, would I like you to go to Amazon and, you know, 
start with something that start I've with, written, yeah. but at the same time. Well, start with doing your own research, number one, and then like, don't just stop there. Don't stop at a Yahoo article or something. I'll believe oh, in God, to no. like this why to the third power. So if you read an article, go to that source and then try to find the source right. for that and then the source for that until you get to the truth. And you should do that with everything in your life, I think. And then once you see just how yeah, crazy things are, you realize that we just need to connect the way you're talking about with the earth, with the toroidal fields, with each other, with love, get back to where we need to be and this physical world and physical connection and that type of thing. Uh, not just uh, more than just the intellectual way. And like, you know, you know if it's not energetic the, the rebellion. Yeah, the the planet's going to, is going to, I don't mean to step on you there, but the planet's going to do its whole uh, flea bath thing again. And is that what we really want? You know, <laughs> Flea bath. Uh, I was thinking more of an energetic rebellion. When you even get a couple people together and you're actually connecting uh, just a few people and you're making, you know, it's that, that, that those harmonics of real human connection and higher consciousness is not a stoppable thing. And they keep running all these different static interferences, but there, I, I didn't mean to step on you either. No, it's, it's fine. That it's just a real, it's a real thing and people don't need to be afraid and, and scared and sad or, um, that it's never going to happen. It's not about just going to the state fair. I mean, Minnesota has one of the biggest state fairs in the country, if not almost the biggest now. And we, it's ridiculous what happens at the Minnesota state fair every year for 13 days. It's, it's incredible, but that didn't happen this year for the first time since America was dealing with polio and the great Minnesota get together is kind of cliched, but that's what they call it. And you, you're talking about, you know, 250 to 300,000 people a day for 13 days from all over the the region and the country and the and the state getting together and eating and celebrating and going to concerts and connecting and not it's not just buying food and buying things it is a gathering and there are many and thank god Sturgis happened and I heard there's a bike rally no, towards that, the south that just happened you ain't going to stop them guys I can tell you that right now that's cool. No. And I and I just think that continuing to keep in mind that wherever you're at with any of it is that that chase down your sources to get to the actual facts and then stay close to those sources and keep expanding on them. Try to try to go from the not that there's not valuable information on like, you know, whether you're going to Yahoo or Ancient Origins or Daily Mail or I mean, I'm just picking big things that people go to that are some of it has like in the, in the minute news and, and some of it is entertainment news. But when you start digging down into something and, and then you actually apply it personally, what that looks like is sometimes just instead of watching a, a random entertainment show on one of your streaming formats or a cool movie, when you can get up and go for a walk, get outside not just do some basic exercise to stay physically strong. It's it's be aware that there's this consciousness level to you that connects to other people and your ability that you you may never know or get credit for it. But I think we're all connected in a way where the better day you have, you might affect someone that you'll never know that you affected just based on the energy that you're creating by the day you're creating for yourself. That's just Absolutely. one small point. 
Well, listen, uh, Jared, thanks for coming back on. And if you can, you know, let everybody know how they can find you on the web and what your next speaking engagements are. Like, is it the Higher Side Chats? Or you you were just on the Higher yeah. Side Chats? Or are you going no, on No, that's, uh, yeah, I was just on Conflict Radio. That's a that's a great one to look up for podcasts. And tomorrow is the Higher Side Chats. And then um, I think there's, I, I don't think that anything else is happening this week. I will be on... In a in a couple of weeks, I'll be on the Night Dreams Talk Radio. That's gotcha. in a, that's in a couple of weeks. But yeah, I'm on Amazon. You can find it's not aliens. Worse, it's us discovering our lost history. That's available on Amazon. I am epically actually plowing through finally the audio book. It's not available yet, but it'll happen. And then yeah, I'm on YouTube. But the majority of the time, you know. It's here on shows like this where I, I'm hoping to make the most impact. And, of course, Contact in the Desert is back on. And there are a number other of, of actual, it looks like. We hope, if right? Things, if right? things work think, out, yeah. 2021. But that's that's it right now. I really appreciate you having me back on again. And I really appreciate everyone listening. Oh, absolutely, man. We'll, we'll do it again for sure. We like having you back on. And. You're definitely a regular here with us. And speaking of regulars, I'm hoping this guy that's coming back on tomorrow night, Anthony Tyler, author of the Dive Manual, uh, my brother from another mother I already consider, is going to be back on tomorrow night. And uh, make sure you guys download the new apps from the Google Play Store, the Apple iTunes Store, and your Alexa apps for the Fringe FM. You can also use TalkStream Live, the Paranormal Radio app. And uh, we got Ryan Gable coming up next as well. And go to thefringefest.com. Make sure you sign up because seats are limited. We'll see you guys tomorrow night. Same time, same channel. Thanks to our patrons, Steezy, Stevie, and Kronos, the music for the show, and all you guys in the Fringe FM chat room. See you guys tomorrow night. Good night. Good night.